Team Encore. We've got Encore professional Andy Pope with us. Andy, congrats on qualifying for the U.S. Open. I know we've had you on, on the podcast before. Just let's jump right into it. Tell us, tell us about that um, qualifying event. What was, you know, what transpired that day? Yeah, thanks. Um, appreciate you guys having me on. It was, uh, <clears throat> I mean, it's always a long day. It's um, quite a grind. I mean, I think honestly, the biggest thing was we were coming from the uh, Corn Ferry event in Raleigh. And um, I mean, it was 85, 90 and humid. And we played 36 Friday because of the delays. And then uh, 18 Saturday, 18 Sunday. So by the time we got up to New York and in the hotel laying down, it was 1130. Set the alarm for 530. I mean, knew it was going to be just a long day. But, you know, it's a long day that you would love to have. I'd love to have that opportunity every time. And you only get it once a year. So, um, you know, got up in the morning, just normal routine, got to the course, maybe 30 minutes early, hit a few balls, a few putts. Um, I was fortunate enough to be paired with Jim Renner, who's a good buddy of mine. Um, we live down in Orlando together. I've been traveling with him for quite a few years now. So um, always nice to have a great pairing. Probably one of those things most people don't know too much about, but you know, when you have a good pairing, it can mean a lot. And, uh, you know, just got out there and instantly was fairways and greens right away. Um, hit it really nice. And that was kind of the key. They got the pins tucked in all these tough spots out there that, you know, there was a lot of times with pitching wedges in my hand, I was aiming 15, 20, 25 feet away from the hole, which I normally wouldn't do. And, uh, you know, played a really solid round that first round. I had a three putt, was my only bogey, um, shot four under, and uh, told my caddy, Ryan, I was like, I don't want to look at the scores because I know I just played good. And um, it's always been one of those things where, you know, if I played good in a qualifier, I should make it. And if I don't make it, then I'm probably doing something that I shouldn't be doing, you know. Um, so... Just uh, we got over to the other course, ate some lunch, and, uh, you know, I just said, you know, if I play good this next 18, there's no way I don't make it. And uh, we got out there, got off to a good start, and, um, you know, unfortunately made a bogey on, like, the fifth hole, sixth hole, kind of struggled, made about a seven-footer for par, and they blew the horn for lightning. So we took a break. I thought it was actually a nice time for me to take a break, seeing as how I just made a bogey and, um, you know, made a eight-footer for par. So I was like, all right, let me kind of regroup, get, you know, get my mind right. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden sitting down for 45 minutes, I started kind of crashing a little bit. I could feel the energy level going down, grabbed a Coke and, um, we got right back out there and we put the balls in the ground and right before we even hit another shot, they blew the horn again. So I'm like, oh my goodness, here we go. Um, you know, strap, it's going to be a long, long day. And, um, you know, we waited another, I don't even know, it was maybe another hour and 45 minutes. So we didn't go back out to almost 515. Um, was a little odd. They didn't really give anybody time to warm up, which um, normally in a PGA event or a corn fairy event, if you're delayed more than 45 minutes, they usually give you about 30 minutes to warm up. So got back out there. Course conditions had changed a little bit, um, played a little bit longer and the greens were a little bit softer. Um you know, got to the back nine. I was one over for that round and just, you know, I said, if let's, let's just go play a good solid nine and let's get in there. And, uh, 
And I started on 10. I hit the flag stick on 10, missed the birdie putt, birdied 11, you know, came right back with a bogey on 12. And then uh, just kind of grinded my way, hit fairways on the next, you know, four holes, gave myself some good opportunities, made a birdie on 15. And when I made birdie on 15 to get it back to even, I felt like I was still in position. I wasn't looking at any scores. I still had no idea. And then uh, I made a really nice up and down on 16. I'd missed the green. And when I made that, I thought, all right, I got a par five on 18 to finish. And 17 is a great hole out there at uh, Old Oaks. And I hit a good drive down the middle, hit a five iron about 20 feet, putted it up to a foot, tapped in. And I thought, all right, I think I, I, think I got it. I got to 18 hit it in the right rough, decided not to take the gamble of kind of shooting it through this tree. I just kind of chipped it out, left myself 210 into my approach on a par five, hit that to about 40 feet, left that 10 feet short. And uh, even at that point, I just, you know, I said to my caddy, Ryan, I'm like, I don't care, you know, what the number is. I'm not going to putt this thing any, any different. I'm going to try to make it just how I normally would. And, you know, I putted it it fell in the front lip and I just knew, like I'd said, I'd played good and I I'd never played good and missed a cut or missed a qualifier because, you know, that's the kind of the nature of the beast. If you play good, you should make it. And so kind of knew I'd made it, you know, and then all the guys in my group were like, dude, you're in, you know, it looks like the number's going to be three. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things, you know, you're out there for 36 holes. You're trying not to think about it. I'm texting my wife, you know, during the breaks, you know, just kind of saying, you know, breathe and just, you know, one shot at a time, like, you know, it's a long day, but you know, you'll be able to rest and it'll be worth it. And, um, you know, it really was. And, you know, thanks to her and just, you know, my, my caddy and just, you know, everybody that's been around me supporting me, it's been a huge help. And yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a long day, you know, and then you know, by the time we get back to the hotel, it's, you know, 10 30, 11, and we got a nine o'clock flight over to uh, South Carolina. So got back up at six 30 and, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a lot of travel, a lot of play, but, you know, totally worth it. You know, going to, going to experience Tory in the U S opens. I mean, everything I could ask for. Well, job well done, obviously. And you've got kind of an interesting record in terms of um, qualifying for five. Is it five of the last seven? U.S. Yeah. Opens. I think you're yeah. the only professional athlete, you know, golfer that's done that, right? Yeah, I mean, I would. Everyone always asks. I don't know the numbers, um, but yeah, I mean, technically, I say it's five of the last six since the last one was just an invite. I mean, I wrote a letter trying to say, "Hey, I've been, I've been qualifying. Like, I fit the criteria." But uh, yeah, I don't know what the numbers is, and I, I just, I always say, I mean. You know, credit to the USGA. Those guys give guys like myself a chance and it opens up the qualifying for everybody. You know, I mean, I saw a funny tweet. It was guy said, hey, this might be a bad take. But, you know, what if we made all the pros qualify unless you are a past champion? You know, and I just there's a lot of great players out there. And, you know, at 36 holes is huge for a qualifier because it, you know, anybody can kind of find lightning in a bottle for 18 holes. But, um, you know, to go play 36 holes and play consistently, and especially the USGA does a great job of putting them on awesome golf courses. Everywhere I talk to the guys that qualified out of Springfield, the guys that qualify in Columbus, everybody's just always saying how great the courses are. The setups are always awesome. Um, that's why the scores are what they are. I mean, I saw the scores down at the Bears Club. That place looked like it played 
pretty tough. Um, so yeah, I mean, credit to them for putting us on, you know, first class events or courses, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know if I just get up for trying to, trying to qualify for the open or what it is, but you know, it's just something that, you know, I mean, I just, you know, it's my only chance to play in a major, not being on the PGA tour right now. So it's something that, you know, I really, really want. And, you know, I was, I was texting my wife before I'm like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. And I just, I know I'm going to make it, you know, I think just, you know, kind of telling yourself those positive thoughts, you know, and maybe I need to do that more when I'm out here playing on a corn ferry. Um, but yeah, it was just, uh, it's just an awesome feeling. You know, it's fun to, you know, fun to call your wife and your mom and just be able to experience that with them is pretty cool. Yeah. It's fun, fun for us to, you know, be a part of it. Um, through you as well. Uh, maybe maybe chat a little bit about the ball. I know the the new Vero X1. Um, you you switch from the Elixir. You've been on the Elixir for a number of years. Um, help me explain kind of how you went about testing that ball and and what ultimately made you um, switch from the Elixir to the Vero X1. Yeah. No. Honestly, I tell people every day. You know, they want to look at the golf ball. What are you playing? You know, every time they're like, what is that thing? And I'm like, this thing's better than a Titleist. That's what it is. And I just, I constantly say it. Um, the Elixir obviously was great. Played it for a few years. And then, um, you know, when the Vero came out, I was a little skeptical. I just, I don't like changing much. I still have old clubs in my bag. But um, honestly, I thought the control with the wedges was really the main thing for me was I thought the spin control was awesome. The feel around the greens, it's soft. I was bouncing one today with a guy that we played with. We were bouncing a regular Pro-V and a Pro-V1X in the Elixir, and he was like, wow, this thing's soft. And I'm like, it is. And it goes I, – I, I, I really firmly believe in the wind, it's not even comparable to another ball. It really does hold up unbelievable in the wind. And, you know, being able to control the ball, being able to control the spin is – you know, kind of what golf's all about. If you can control your distance, you can score, you know, and if the ball's kind of reacting different every single time, it's, it's tough to play. So, um, the switch from the elixir to the Vero, honestly, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. I thought it was fairly simple. Um, and I still think the elixir is a, a really good ball. Great. Well, appreciate, appreciate those comments. Obviously a player of your caliber, um, who can really tell the difference, um, you know, that, that feedback's really important to us. Walk, walk us through a little bit about uh, your upcoming schedule. I know you're, you're there in Greenville now for the Corn Ferry um, Pro-Am, BMW Pro-Am at Thornblade, and then um, you've got um, some, some friends in high places who are flying you out to Torrey Pines. Um, so just, just kind of for our listeners, who might not really understand the, the behind the scenes schedule of the U S open. Um, I think it'd be interesting to hear from you. Yeah, it's um, so playing BMW this week. Um, I say fortunate enough um, to be buddies with AJ Przinsky, but I mean, he wouldn't say the same. Um, so we're partners this week and uh, got Robert Dameron caddying for him. So um you know, it's going to be a fun week. Uh, I was with them this morning, played a practice round. Just, uh, you know, it's a pretty good time. But once tomorrow starts, you know, it's back to the grind of an actual tournament. So we'll play, sun, you know, through Sunday. 
And then, uh, yeah, I got a good friend of mine who was fortunate enough to uh, send a plane out for us and says, I want to help get you guys out to Tory as fast as possible. So, uh, you know, never really fly private ever. And I'm really going to get to experience that. So we're going to get out there Sunday. And then, um, yeah, you know, right when you get there um, this year with COVID, it's it's going to be a little bit different. Um, All the protocols in California, but it's. Um, I always say it's one of the coolest things at the U.S. Open is they do the practice rounds by tee time. So you sign up for your practice rounds. Um, so if you really wanted to and you saw Tiger Woods signed up at two o'clock, you could just put your name in with him. Um, you know, obviously he's probably already got a game, but uh, it's pretty neat in the sense that, you know, and then they print that out and they send that in the papers. Um so, yeah, we'll get there uh, Monday morning, go do all of our COVID testing and then, um, you know, register, get, you know, kind of acclimated with uh, where we're at. And then uh, Monday, probably do nine holes, um, either the front or the back nine. I'm not big into tinkering with clubs. Um, you know, these are the clubs that got me there. I don't think there's a reason for me to change anything. If anything, I'd probably consider, you know, putting in a new sand wedge or a lob wedge. Um, just to get some sharper grooves but uh, yeah I mean it'll be a pretty lax day on Monday just kind of get to feel the place and then Tuesday um, probably try to get some sort of game with Tom Hoagie or Kokrak um, but text them with those guys and uh, same thing I got a buddy Mike Lavery who uh, played with me on the uh, nationwide he played in the Buick out there so he's going to come walk with us um, try to give us some inside knowledge I've never been out there so spend most of the day out there Tuesday and then Wednesday, same thing, you know, probably get out there, play nine or 18, just getting used to the course, see how it's playing. Um, you know, probably doing a lot of physio stuff. We've been on the road for so long, you know, massages and just, you know, stretching water, just, I mean, I went to the store yesterday and I'm buying all sorts. I mean, I bought two cases of water. I bought Pedialyte, just trying to take care of your body. You know, I mean, it's, I'm 37 now, you know, I'm not as young as some of these guys. So, you know, being, you know, physically ready is definitely one of the challenges of being on the road. Um, I've actually been on the road for seven straight weeks. So um, it's going to be very comforting to actually see my kids. That's why I was growing this mustache. Hopefully they'll recognize me. Um, But yeah, you know, it's just one of those things that, you know, just going to try to put in as much prep as you can Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then, you know, once Thursday comes, it's it's go time you know and it's like any other tournament you're just uh you've you've prepared as much as you can you know i'm not going to be going to the range looking for anything i'm just going to go out there see what i got on thursday and you know hopefully roll a couple balls in the hole awesome well appreciate you sharing that with us we're 100 behind you so excited for you and your accomplishment um thanks for joining us and and i will add um, andy and i did an interview it was back, back in March, possibly. Um, my, my sense of time is all messed up, but um, I would encourage our listeners to to um, to go into the archives. We'll we'll share that link as well. But you gave on that interview, we focused a lot on um, tips for golfers, um, up and coming players, tips, um, you know, out on the range, putting green, and and there was so many good golden nuggets from you on on um, on that last podcast, but. But once again, thanks. Congrats on your accomplishment qualifying for the U.S. Open and Team Encore. We got your back.
That's right. I appreciate it. Looking forward to uh, using the ball again. I can't say enough about it. And uh, I appreciate your guys' support. And I hope everybody watching goes out there and uh, tries it because you know what? It, it really is that good. And the only way to the only way to find out if something's as good as people say is to is to try it. So um, yeah, do yourself a favor and and go try a encore. So and I appreciate it, Steve. Follow follow Andy Pope on his journey at the U.S. Open. Tory Pines 2021. Thank you. Thank you, guys.